Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome, everyone, to the Ultimate College Basketball Tournament Preview 2022 podcast presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll be with you throughout the entire tournament, breaking down the biggest upsets, moments, and matchups throughout March Madness with our Locked On local experts and Odyssey betting experts, RJ Choppy and Jeffrey Wright. Today, we're introducing you to every team and matchup ahead of the first four and round of 64. In this episode, we are on the right side of the bracket, the South and Midwest regions. If you missed our preview of the West and East, make sure to check out the first episode of our series. We'll start in the first four. Wright State will match up with Bryant, while Texas Southern will take on Texas A&M Corpus Christi. After a tight season in the horizon, it was Wright State who ended up coming out of the league as the postseason champions. Bryant is a hot team as the opponent here in the play-in game for Wright State, but they do have one of the best mid-major stars out there who could propel them to this win and into the round of 64. Locked On's Andy Patton is in to explain. Andy Patton here with the Locked On Zags podcast. The Horizon League was one of the tightest conference regular seasons of all time, and the Raiders of Wright State managed to pull off a trio of victories in the conference tournament to punch their ticket into the big dance. It's just their second appearance in the NCAA tournament since the 2007 season. They'll play a play-in game against the 22-9 Bulldogs of Bryant University, a tough task against a team who has won 17 of their last 18 games. However, Tanner Holden is one of the best mid-major guards in the country, and if he can get hot, this team has a chance to advance past Bryant and match up against a very dangerous title contender in Tommy Lloyd's Wildcats from the University of Arizona. On the other side of this play-in matchup is Bryant, the 16-seed and New England champion. This is by far the best year this school has ever put together in its history, and while it does face off against a star player from Wright State, Bryant has a star of its own, as Locked On's Isaac Shade is here to tell you more about. Hey there, it's Isaac Shade from the Locked On Podcast Network. NEC champ Bryant will play in Dayton in the first four on Wednesday against Wright State. The winner of that game will earn the 16th seed in the South region and move on to play second overall seed, Arizona. The Bulldogs have had the best season in their D1 program history. They finished at 22-9, won their first ever NEC regular championship and first ever NEC conference tournament championship. The story here is none other than Mr. Peter Kiss, and yes, that is his name. The nation's leading scorer at 25.1 points per game, this dude is a stud, and he knows it. You need to watch Kiss play. He's all about Peter Kiss. In that title game, which was nearly marred by a pretty ugly brawl, Kiss poured in 34 points. And so it's no secret what they have to do to move on to face Arizona. Peter Kiss has to be the man. 
Isaac Shade is back with us in again to start off our look at the other play-in matchup. Texas Southern is the 16-seed SWAC champion. And while the first matchup here has some big star players, Texas Southern likes to use a team effort to put together wins. Isaac tells you more. Hey there, it's Isaac Shade from the Locked On Podcast Network. SWAC champion Texas Southern is going to play in Dayton on Tuesday in the first four against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The winner of that game will move into the main bracket where they will play Kansas in the Midwestern region. Texas Southern's balanced attack is going to be key for them in this game. Nine players average between 18 and 24 points a game. That's number one in the country in terms of percentage of minutes played by the bench. Also, eight players average between six points a game and leading scorer John Walker III's 9.9 points a game. That's right, no Texas Southern Tiger averages double-digit scoring for their team. In order for them to advance onto the second round, they're going to have to find the same magic that helped them upset then-20th-ranked Florida by 15 points back in early December. It'll be an in-state battle in this play-in matchup after Texas A&M Corpus Christi drew Texas Southern as the 16-seed champion out of Southland Conference. Tyler Aki is in to round out our previews of the play-in games and tell us what Corpus Christi does need to do to win this matchup. This is Tyler Aki from the Locked On Podcast Network. The Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders are headed to the first four for a date with Texas Southern. After winning the Southland Conference, thanks to a hefty pace on the offensive side of the ball that ranked top 30 in the country and a great offensive rebounding team that is top 20 in the country, they're going to have a chance to play their way into the dance out in Dayton against a veteran team to the first four in Texas Southern. This is an Islanders team that gets to the free throw line and also connects, hitting 75% of their chances. And if they take down TSU, they'll get a 116 matchup against the Kansas Jayhawks. Be sure to check out Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and Lee Sterling on the Bracket Breakdown. Check out your favorite school's Locked On podcast feed or their YouTube channel. Moving now into the round of 64 and down the right side of your bracket, the number one seed in the South region is Arizona. This team is extremely talented, of course, as the top seed in the region and has the defense in particular to be able to win it all. And our Locked On Pack 12 host Spencer McLaughlin says that a favorable region could help the Wildcats get themselves into the final four. He's in to tell us more about the matchups coming up. For Arizona as it tries to make a run. Spencer McLaughlin here for Locked On Pac-12, the number one seed Arizona Wildcats, the number two overall seed in this tournament. They're well deserving of that title. Pac-12 regular season and tournament champions. Tommy Lloyd, likely the national coach of the year, has done an incredible job coming from Mark Few's staff up in Spokane at Gonzaga. They share the ball so well, and that will translate well for their offense in this tournament. They've got a bunch of talent defensively. They can lock teams down and I think the draw in their region is really really good the number four seed Illinois not confident in Illinois this year they have not been playing very good basketball down the stretch the number two seed Villanova I think that's a great matchup should they meet down the road for Arizona I think athletically they can really dominate Villanova the Jay Wright is an excellent coach so is Tommy Lloyd we'll see what he's got in terms of his chops in the tournament the third seed is Tennessee who's been hot I think that's the biggest challenge 
in in the region for Arizona to get to the Final Four, but I love the way this team plays, and I'm really confident they will at least get to the Elite Eight, if not further. This team is deep, athletic, they can shoot, they can defend, they've got a little bit of everything. I love Arizona. Arizona will play the winner of a 16-seed play-in game. So moving on to the 8-9 matchup. The 8-seed Seton Hall is looking at a defensive game here coming up against TCU. Both these teams play defense well, and Andy Patton's in saying that getting in on a hot shooting streak could be a key to getting over and into the second round. Andy Patton here with the Locked On Zags podcast. After a one-year hiatus, the Pirates of Seton Hall are back in the big dance, finishing fifth in the Big East this year and getting a number eight seed against the TCU Horned Frogs in the South region. This will be one of the best defensive battles in the entire tournament, as these two teams are ranked 26th and 24th in defense per Ken Palm, respectively, and whichever team is able to knock down more tough shots will be the winner. TCU's woeful outside shooting is potentially going to be a difference maker here, and if the Pirates can withstand the loss of star guard Bryce Aiken, who is out for the remainder of the year with concussion-like symptoms, they have a chance to win this one and face off against a very dangerous Arizona squad in what would be a very fun offense versus defense matchup. The 9-seed TCU is on the other side of this matchup, one that's sure to be a good one in the 8-9 battle. And our Locked on Horned Frogs host, Stephen Simcox, is in to give you the keys to a TCU victory. I'm Stephen Simcox from Locked on Horned Frogs. TCU is going dancing. They are the 9-seed in the South region. They'll take on 8-seed Seton Hall in round 1. To win that game and move on to the round of 32, they're going to have to be really good on the glass. They've been a great rebounding team all year long. Seton Hall is a big physical team. They're going to have to find a way to hold their own on the boards. Secondly, I think it comes down to Mike Miles and his ability to score and facilitate and lead this offense. There's other players on this team, Emmanuel Miller, Eddie Lampkin, um, Damian Ball, who have been really good and have been great offensively for stretches and games. But to me, Miles is the guy that's going to get the most attention from the defense. If he plays well, if he's able to score, create his own offense, as well as help out and get good looks for others, I think TCU could potentially face number one seed Arizona in round two. We'll have plenty of coverage on, on my podcast, Locked on Horn Frogs. Stay tuned. Let's get excited, Frog fans. Houston is back in the NCAA tournament and looking to make a deep run, but there have been questions about the resume for this team, making them a popular pick here in a 12-5 upset. Andy Patton is in to see what Houston needs to do to make sure it can avoid the early exit this time around. Andy Patton here with the Locked On Zags podcast. Coach Kelvin Sampson continues to have great success with the Houston Cougars, who earned a number five seed in the South region where they will take on the UAB Blazers. Houston is a tough team to pin down as they feasted on lower level competition in the American Conference, but didn't pick up many wins over teams that are participating in the field of 68. They lost to Wisconsin. They lost to Alabama. Their best win was a drubbing they put on Memphis in the conference championship, but it was the only time they beat them in three tries. UAB is a trendy upset pick here after going 27-7 and and winning the Conference USA Tournament, and Jordan Walker is perhaps the best player in college hoops that folks have not heard of. Look for him to be a big difference maker in this one. You already heard a little bit about the star power of Jordan Jelly Walker, the key to a UAB upset, no doubt, and Tyler Rocky's back in to tell you more on why exactly Birmingham has been such a hot pick to make one of the upsets here in the first round of the tournament. 
This is Tyler Rocky from the Locked On Podcast Network. The UAB Blazers are your 12 seed in the South region. They'll take on the American champs, Houston. This is a matchup between great offense and great defense. When you look on the offensive side, UAB has all the tools, and it's paced by Jelly Walker, who spearheads a team that is currently ninth in the entire country in three-point shooting. Don't be surprised if this is the most popular upset pick in your bracket pools. And if you want to win those bracket pools, be sure to check out Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and Lee Sterling as they are breaking it all down. Find it on your favorite school's Locked On podcast feed or their YouTube channel. The Illinois Fighting Illini are one of the nine Big Ten teams in the field, and despite losing in its first game of the Big Ten tournament, the Fighting Illini still have the star power for the committee to give them a top four seed. And Locked On's Jay Stevens says that it needs those stars, Illinois, to be able to take advantage of the mismatches that come about when you face off against a Chattanooga team that quite honestly, just doesn't have the power as long as Illinois plays its game. What is up, guys? My name is Jay Stevens, a contributor for the Locked On Big Ten podcast, and the Illinois Fighting Illini are set to take on the Chattanooga Mocs in the first round of the NC2A tournament. Illinois, the four seed. Chattanooga, the 11 seed. What are some things Illinois needs to do to move on to the second round? Number one, Kofi Coburn needs to win his matchup against Sylvia De Sosa. De Sosa is a six foot nine, 250 pound big man, averages 17 and seven for the mocks. Kofi Coburn averages 21 and 10. He also needs to stay out of foul trouble. Coburn needs to win this matchup. Number two, Trent Frazier needs to be the leader he has been for Illinois all year long. Trent Frazier, the leader in assists and steals per game for Illinois, but he does so many more things on the court that don't show up in the stat sheet that will need his leadership all game long. And then last but not least, fight until the final buzzer sounds. Chad Nugas coming off of a thrilling overtime win in the championship game to win the Southern Conference Tournament where they needed a buzzer beater to win that game. They're going to keep fighting. The mocks will. Illinois needs to fight to the final buzzer to win this matchup against Chattanooga and to move on to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Coming up, we'll take you through the rest of the matchups in the Midwest and also throughout the entire South region as we continue along with our Ultimate College Basketball Tournament Preview 2022. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Continuing down the Midwest region, Colorado State, the sixth seed. As a blooming star and someone who's hoping to be a March hero we remember for a long time in David Roddy. But it also has a matchup coming up in this first round against Michigan. While it's an 11 seed, the Wolverines, of course, the Michigan team has been better as the season's gone on. And as the preseason number six overall team, it has the talent to be able to make a deep run too. So how does Colorado spoil the hopes of the Michigan faithful? Our Locked On's Andy Patton is back in to tell us more. 
Andy Patton here with the Locked On Zags podcast. The wait is finally over for the Colorado State Rams, who are back in the NCAA tournament for the first time since the 2012-2013 season. They've had multiple heartbreaks in the past decade, but after getting ranked throughout the year this year, the Rams went a blistering 25-5 behind the ridiculously excellent play of forward David Roddy, one of this year's darling NBA prospects, and a potential March Madness hero if this number six seed can defeat the Wolverines of Michigan in their first round game. Michigan's season was mired in controversy thanks to Coach Juwan Howard's actions against Wisconsin, but this team did enough to secure a bid despite a 17-14 and record. Roddy and the Rams have a great chance to send another Big Ten team packing early in the NCAA tournament, and a date with number three seeded Tennessee could await them in the next round. After losing in the first game it played in the Big Ten tournament, Michigan was thinking it might be close to not making this tournament, maybe having to go to a play-in game in Dayton, but instead they get straight through to the round of 64, and our Isaiah Hole goes over all the talent that's on that Michigan roster that the Wolverine fans are hoping can take it deep into this tournament. Well, the fears of Michigan faithful did not come to pass. The Wolverines ended up getting into the NCAA tournament after a very topsy-turvy past couple months where Michigan alternated between wins and losses literally every single game. Uh, after the absolute debacle of squandering the Big Ten tournament in uh, the 17-point lead in the second half against Indiana, uh, the Wolverines actually ended up, though they were projected to be a last four in, having to be in a play-in game, Turns out that they ended up getting a bye. They will face, as an 11 seed, the number six seed Colorado State Rams. So it's actually a team that Michigan will face in football later in the year uh, in the South region, meaning that the Wolverines are heading back to Indianapolis after having just played there in the Big Ten tournament. But this is huge news for Michigan. Uh, if everything continues the way that it's gone, Michigan will survive and advance to at least the round of 32 and then we'll take their chances from there. Uh, some of the interesting names in the bracket for Michigan, of course, Ohio State is in there, but Tennessee and Villanova are also teams that the Wolverines would have to look out for if they are able to survive in advance. Arizona is the one seed that Michigan may have to face. But this is huge news for the program uh, that they get to continue to go to the NCAA tournament despite a very up-and-down performance the last couple of months. <laughs> The three-seed Tennessee Volunteers, many are arguing, should have gotten a higher seed given its resume and some of the teams ahead of it. And Locked On Volunteers' Eric Kane will tell you plenty about that. He also has all of the keys for what he calls one of the best teams in the country to making sure it can get a win here early in the tourney. Well, I guess resumes don't matter anymore, right? Many people, myself included, can make the case for Tennessee having the best resume in the country. as two wins over Kentucky, a win over Arkansas, a win over Auburn, a win over Arizona. It's uh, the SEC tournament champion, but it's a three seed. Its resume laughs in the face of Auburn, of Kentucky, of Duke. All of those teams ranked or seated ahead of Tennessee. But nonetheless, University of Tennessee will be a three seed. Uh, in the South region, we'll take on Longwood Thursday. The winner of that matchup, which should be the Volunteers, will take on the winner of Colorado State and Michigan. By the way, Michigan, LOL, for getting in the tournament as well. 
So we'll see what happens. Tennessee's been a three seed before. It was a three seed a couple of years ago back in 2018. The Volunteers, as hot as anybody in the country, a chance to make a run to the Sweet 16 and to the Elite Eight. Potentially, Arizona could stand in the way. Gonzaga at the top will be someone to look forward to, but we'll see what happens. The Volunteers, a three seed in the South region, and we'll get going against Longwood on Thursday. Tennessee's opponent in the first round, Longwood, is an NCAA tournament first-timer. But despite not having the experience, it does have one thing that you need in basketball nowadays. Longwood can shoot. Andy Patton tells you more on that key to a victory here in what would be a huge upset for Longwood. Andy Patton here with the Locked On Zags podcast. It's always fun to see a team punch their first ever ticket into March Madness, and that's what happened with the Longwood Lancers this year, who won the Big South Championship and earned a 14 seed thanks to a stellar 26-6 record and a 15-1 record in conference play. Their reward was a date with Tennessee, a team many felt deserved much, much better than the number three seed that they received. The Vols have won seven in a row and 12 of their last 13 games. They won the SEC Championship behind excellent performances from star guard Kennedy Chandler. Longwood is one of the best three-point shooting teams in the entire NCAA, and they'll need to be on their game in a major way if they want to pull off a significant upset in their first go-round of the big dance. The Ohio State Buckeyes lost out early in the Big Ten tournament without one of its key players, and Locked On Buckeyes Jay Stevens says that is one of the big keys to making sure Ohio State can get a win here in the first round. Make sure it gets healthy, and of course, everything else that you need to know from the Buckeyes side, Jay is in with more. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jay Stevens, the host of Locked on Buckeyes, and the selection is in your Ohio State Buckeyes. will be facing the Loyola Chicago Ramblers in the first round of the NC2A tournament, but what do the Buckeyes need to do to move on to the second round? Number one, get as healthy as possible. You may say, Jay, that's wishful thinking, but the Buckeyes cannot afford to lose any players, and for players that can get healthy to not do what they can do, to get healthy between now and the start of the NCAA tournament. Number two, Ohio State needs to eliminate all mental lapses on defense. There have been numerous times the Buckeyes fall asleep on defense, leave guys wide open. Those wide open guys hit open shots. You can't afford that if you want to advance in this tourney. And then number three, don't play down to your opponent. Now, this one is more mental than what happens on the court last year. Loyola Chicago in the Sweet 16. This year, they won the Missouri Valley. They won 25 games. This is a good basketball team. You may say, that's a mid-major. Mid-major is a title that does not describe how you play on the basketball court. These are three things the Buckeyes need to do to move on to the second round of the NCAA tournament. We'll be talking about these things and a whole lot more all week long leading up to this game being played. The Ohio State Buckeyes did not get a favorable first-round matchup, though. They'll face off against the 10 seed in Loyola, Chicago. The champs out of the Missouri Valley. And maybe more importantly, Loyola has proven that it knows how to win in this tournament. Isaac Shade is back in to explain more on how Loyola, Chicago, and Sister Jean make another big run. Hey there, it's Isaac Shade from the Locked On Podcast Network. Missouri Valley champion Loyola Chicago is back in the tournament again, and they will once again be a popular upset pick as the 10th seed out of the South region. They'll take on the Ohio State Buckeyes, 
And uh, when revealed on the selection show, Buckeye alum Clark Kellogg said, Hey, that is not comfortable. Why so? Because he knows that even though Cameron Crutwig is gone and former coach Porter Moser is no longer there, this team has just about everyone back for first-year head coach Drew Valentine, also the youngest coach in Division I. And this program just has a culture of winning. Each of the last three times they've been in the big dance, they've made it to at least the Sweet 16. So make sure to check out that Rambler suffocating defense that's going to lock in on EJ Liddell and cause the Buckeyes a world of hurt as they send them back home to Columbus. Isaac's back in with more as we continue down the Midwest region, looking at the two-seed Villanova. And Villanova's been here before. The key to their winning this game and any game in the NCAA tournament is that experience that they have both on and off the court, as Isaac explains. Hey there, it's Isaac Shade from the Locked On Podcast Network. Big East Conference champion Villanova earned the two-seed in the South and will face Delaware in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Here's all you need to know about Villanova. They got a guy named Jay Wright coaching them, and they got a super senior in Colin Gillespie running the show. Story over. That's all you need to move on in the NCAA tournament. Gillespie's back a year after tearing his MCL just before postseason play, and he is hungrier than ever, one of the best point guards in the entire nation. So while Villanova didn't win the Big East regular season this year, and while they might be a little overseeded as a two-seed, and they don't have much depth, they are a veteran-laden team peaking into form at just the right time with everything they need to move on to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Delaware is the 15th seed champion of the Colonial that will face off against Villanova. And while it's slim hopes for them to try and pull off a big, big upset, there is one name that's going to be out there that you're going to recognize. Andy Patton's in to tell you all about it. Andy Patton here with the Locked On Zags podcast. One of the most fun aspects of mid-major hoops is the importance of the conference tournament. For Delaware, it did not matter that they finished fourth in the Colonial Conference regular season standings. They won three games in a row in the conference tournament and punched a ticket to the big dance, just their second appearance in the NCAA tournament since 1999. They earned a 15 seed and they are going up against a very, very good Villanova squad out of the Big East. For them to pull off what would be a jaw-dropping upset, they will need star guard Jameer Nelson Jr., the son of Jameer Nelson, to go off in an unprecedented way against the Wildcats. Well, stop me if you've heard this one before. Kansas won the Big 12 regular season, won the Big 12 postseason, and now has a number one seed. It's, of course, ready to make another deep run again. And Locked On Big 12 host Josh Neighbors is in on the road to the Final Four for the Jayhawks. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Big 12 podcast. This is a Locked On Now about the Kansas Jayhawks, the 2022 Big 12 tournament and regular season champions, they have got themselves a one seed in the Midwest region. So number three overall seed, I believe, by the way, that they announced it at 28 and six. They are a one seed for what they said was the 15th time. They've got a matchup with Texas Southern or Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They, those two teams play in the 16 seed play-in game, one of the two 16 seed play-in games. And then KU will play the winner on Thursday in Fort Worth. 
If they win that game, they'll get the winner of San Diego State and Creighton. That is the 8-9 matchup. Also across this region, Iowa is a five seed. They feel like one of the most credible threats to come out of this region with the way they're playing right now. Keegan Murray has been an absolute stud. They're shooting the ball well, and we saw them win the Big Ten Championship today when they defeated Purdue, so they've had a really awesome run. Also in this bracket, the number two seed is Auburn. They play Jacksonville State. Auburn's, you know, they petered out just a little bit down the end here, down the stretch of the season, but still very dangerous team at 27-5. and five. Wisconsin is a three seed in this region also. So a couple interesting uh, potential matchups for KU if they can get down the line. But to me right now, the biggest threat to Kansas in this entire region feels like it's Iowa with the way that they're playing, how hot they got towards the back end of the season. I think they ended up winning uh, 12 of their last 14 games, I think it was. And so how hot they got towards the back end. I know they're just the five seed, but that feels like the strongest competition. Now, once again, Wisconsin had a great season. Uh, Auburn had a great season. But if you're talking about teams playing well right now, Iowa's right there. Richmond's right there too. But Richmond's going to have to play Iowa in that first round. So it feels like the two hottest teams right now are Kansas and Iowa, but KU the one seed in the Midwest region. For more, we'll have a show coming up later tonight. You can follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore, and you guys can find Locked on Bay 12 wherever you get your podcast. There will be another tight defensive battle in the 8-9 matchup in the South region as well. Both of these teams outstanding in the metrics, both San Diego State and Creighton really know how to lock it down. It'll be a tough matchup for whoever ends up facing off against Kansas in the next round. And to tell you more are Andy Patton and Tyler Aki for both sides, keys to victory, and what's sure to be another good one here in the round of 64. Andy Patton here with the Locked On Zags podcast. A buzzer beater falling off the rim cost the Aztecs of San Diego State a chance to win the Mountain West Conference Tournament. But despite losing to Boise State, they still find themselves on the 8-9 line as a number 8 seed in the Midwest region taking on the Creighton Blue Jays of the Big East. Ken Palm's adjusted defense ratings have San Diego State number 2 in the country and Creighton number 18, so this is going to be a very low-scoring affair. The Blue Jays will surely miss star freshman guard Ryan Nemhard's impact on both ends of the floor, and if Matt Bradley can get cooking for the Aztecs, they will have a great chance to advance where they will almost certainly give Kansas all they can handle in the second round. This is Tyler Aki from the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got a fantastic 8-9 matchup in the Midwest region as Creighton takes on San Diego State. Looking at the Blue Jays, they've got a very tough road ahead against this Aztecs team that boasts the second best defense and is also probably a little bit hungry after getting an early exit in last year's tournament against Syracuse. This is a Creighton team that turns the ball over a lot, so they're going to have to protect it against one of the best turnover-forcing teams in San Diego State. If they can do that, they'll put themselves in a good situation. However, always going to be tough to do that without their starting point guard in Ryan Nemhard, who's done for the season with an injury. Don't forget, check out Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and Lee Sterling on the Bracket Breakdown. Check out your favorite school's Locked On podcast feed or their YouTube channel.
The Iowa Hawkeyes are the five seed out of the Big Ten and the Big Ten champions, making them one of the hottest teams in all of college basketball. So Locked On's Jay Stevens says, just keep doing what you're doing, right? It may not be all that simple. Jay's in to give you all the keys to a first round victory for Iowa. What is up, guys? My name is Jay Stevens, a contributor for the Locked On Big Ten podcast, and the Iowa Hawkeyes, the number five seed in the Midwest region of the NC2A tournament, are set to take on the number 12 seed in the Midwest region, the Richmond Spiders. What are some things Iowa needs to do to beat Richmond in the first round and then to move on to the second round of the big dance? Number one, Iowa needs to contain Tyler Burton, Grant Golden, and Jacob Gilliard. All three of these gentlemen for Richmond, they average at least 10 points per game. If one of them gets loose, it could be a long day for the Hawkeyes. Number two, Iowa needs to play their brand of basketball. It sounds simple, right? Because it is. Iowa, if they just play their brand of basketball, they're going to beat almost everybody in the country, including the Spiders. And then last but not least, Iowa cannot let the high of winning a share of the Big Ten regular season title and winning the Big Ten Conference Tournament Championship linger into the NCAA Tournament. Winning those previous championships and getting those trophies, it's great. It's an amazing feeling. But that's the past. This is a new tournament. This is a new day. You're playing for a new trophy. You can't let those highs linger into the big dance. I'm excited for March Madness, and I'm excited to watch Iowa and Richmond play the basketball very, very soon. Coming up, we'll preview the team trying to give Iowa a 12-5 upset in the Richmond Spiders and go down the rest of the South region as we continue to give you our ultimate college basketball tournament preview 2022, brought to you by Odyssey and Locked On. Welcome back to the Ultimate College Basketball Tournament Preview 2022, brought to you by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. We're taking you through every single team in the field and giving you the keys to victory for these first four and round of 64 games. As we wrap things up here in the South region and continue to go down the right side of your bracket, let's look at the opponent for the Iowa Hawkeyes, the five seed, the 12 seeded Richmond Spiders. Now, of course, I know you're looking for 12-5 upsets to pick in your brackets. So if Richmond's a team for you, you're picking a team that's hot and knows how to wreak havoc out there on the court. Tyler Aki tells you more about this 12 seed looking to cause a little havoc here in the first round at least and hopefully more. This is Tyler Aki from the Locked On Podcast Network. The Richmond Spiders, one of the bid stealers from over the weekend, will take on Iowa as the 12th seed in the Midwest region. They're going up against one of the hottest teams in the Big Ten. However, this is a Richmond team that also finished strong by winning their conference tournament and thus getting an automatic bid. Spiders are top 10 in the country in turnover rate, which could bode well for them heading into this matchup against Iowa, who forced 17 Purdue turnovers in their win in the Big Ten Championship. Don't forget to check out the bracket breakdown with Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and Lee Sterling. They're giving you all the picks that you need to know to make sure you have a winning bracket this year. Check out your favorite school's Locked On podcast feed or their YouTube channel. Providence comes in as a four seed. But Andy Patton of Locked On looks into the advanced metrics and says that, in fact, Providence might be one of the luckiest 
teams in college basketball this season given their play. He'll go more in on that and what they need to do, the Friars, to prove the haters wrong here in the first round and moving on. Andy Patton here with the Locked On Zags podcast, and it's no secret that Ed Cooley is the potential coach of the year this year after leading the Providence Friars to an outstanding 25-5 record and a first-place finish in the Big East. They got their doors blown off by Creighton in the Big East tournament, however, and a quick look under the hood shows a team that had a lot of luck, in fact, the most luck in the country per Ken Pomeroy's rankings this season. Will that luck run out against a South Dakota State team that has won a whopping 18 straight games dating back to December 15th? The Jackrabbits are one of the most talented offensive teams in the entire country, and if the Friars can't find a way to slow them down defensively, this could be one of the bigger upsets in the field of 68 this season. The Friars will face off against one of my other favorite nicknames in college basketball, the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State, the 13 seed, which was undefeated in conference play a rarity nowadays in college basketball this team is fun to watch that is the biggest key out of isaac shade who has the preview for locked on on what the jackrabbits need to do to pull off the 413 upset here in the first round hey there it's isaac shade from the locked on podcast network Summit League champion South Dakota State comes into the NCAA tournament as a dangerous 13 seed in the Midwest region where they will face fourth seeded Providence. The Jackrabbits have won 21 straight, the first Summit team to ever go undefeated in conference play. They've also reeled off 30 wins, the first Summit League team to ever get that many in the regular season. I thought they'd be a 12 seed in this tournament, and so the Friars have to be irked to see their name on the other side of their bracket. Do not miss this game. The Fightin' Mike Dominators bomb from outside. They lead the country in three-point percentage and are second in the nation in scoring at just under 87 points a game. Providence is a great team, but if the Jackrabbits do what they do from outside, the Big East regular season champions could be headed home early. The LSU Tigers, as a sixth seed out of the SEC, are facing a unique kind of adversity going into the tournament. They're out ahead coach. So what does the Tigers' new guy need to do to get the job done here in the first round and moving on? With more on the peculiar situation here for LSU, here's Locked On Tigers host Caroline Fenton. What's up, y'all? Caroline Fenton from Locked On LSU and a very happy Selection Sunday to you all. So we have now learned that LSU is a six seed and will take on Iowa State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But it's not an easy bracket. I mean, LSU gets past Iowa State and they're looking down the barrel of, you know, playing Wisconsin, Auburn, Kansas, all in their bracket. So and not a very easy road ahead for the Tigers. But that's not even the beginning of some of their biggest issues. Will Wade out as head coach, as was announced yesterday, amid the notice of allegations that was sent to LSU. A lot of damning evidence in there about Will Wade, but Kevin Nickelberry, who is the interim head coach for the postseason, said that he's going to rely very heavily on Xavier Pinson, on Darius Days in the postseason, really relying on some of those veteran guys, some of those team leaders to make sure that they stay focused, even amidst all of the noise, even amidst the inevitable looming sanctions that it feels like is hanging over this program's head. They're going to make sure to stay focused in the postseason, taking on Iowa State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. 
Iowa State is an 11 seed here in this tournament, but don't get it wrong. This team knows how to beat big teams. It has tons of big wins on the season, and the Cyclones are looking to get another one here to start off the NCAA tournament. With more on how they get it done, our Locked On Big 12 host, Josh Neighbors, is in with more again. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, the host of the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Tonight with another Locked On Now, the Iowa State Cyclones are going dancing. No surprise, but they are an 11 seed in the Midwest region, the same region as Kansas. Take a look right here. You can see it. The Cyclones in TJ Otzelberger's first year went 20 and 12, racked up nearly 10 quadrant one wins on the season. Their first matchup is with the LSU Tigers. Interesting note here, LSU just fired head coach Will Wade after their notice of allegations last week. So Iowa State's going to be facing off a very good against a very good LSU team, but a LSU team that does not have their head coach. And I think that's a great situation for LSU to be in. Just discussed it with my friend Emery Lida, Locked On Texas Tech host. It'd almost be uh, Iowa State in the 11-6 matchup than a TCU in a 8-9 having to play a uh, Arizona, a one seed in the next round. Now, if uh, if Iowa State were to win, most likely would draw Wisconsin. They've got a matchup with Colgate, Wisconsin. Uh, Johnny Davis is injured, so potentially a storyline to watch right there. But Iowa State, after having just two wins last season, firing Steve Prohm and then bringing in TJ Otzelberger, has made the NCAA tournament this year and doing so in the toughest conference in all of college basketball in the Big 12. It's a great look for Iowa State. You'll see right there, once again, not an impossible run, difficult one. LSU's going to be a tough game, even though we've got no Will Wade and uh, Colgate or Wisconsin, most likely Wisconsin, if they were to make it out of the first round, would be a difficult second-round matchup. But still, the celebration is on for Iowa State just making the tournament. Jamie Pollard, the athletic director, must be thrilled. We all know T.J. Otzelberger is thrilled. We'll see if Isaiah Brockington and company can make a run here in March. For more on this, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You can follow me at JoshNeighbors underscore... The Wisconsin Badgers, as a three seed out of the Big Ten, know that they have one of the keys to being able to win in this tournament, a big, big star in Big Ten Player of the Year, Johnny Davis. And Locked On's Ryan Herring says that he also likes how Wisconsin matches up in the early rounds of this tournament, too, especially against this 14 seed Colgate. He explains exactly all the mismatches he thinks that Wisconsin could take advantage of in the round of 64. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ryan Herring's Locked On Badgers. This is a Locked On moment, and we are here. We have made it. March Madness Selection Show. Wisconsin is the three seed in the Midwest, playing Colgate, the 14 seed. This is pretty good. First of all, you're in Milwaukee. You have home court advantage. You're playing a team, Colgate, who does one thing exceptionally well. They shoot the ball. 40% from three. Incredible shooting team. That's Wisconsin's defensive prowess. That perimeter defense where one through four, they can switch. They are set up perfectly to beat Colgate. I think they're in a bracket that's very winnable. And they're in Milwaukee. They're in their own backyard. This is a perfect, perfect get for Wisconsin. I don't think you could have asked for a better seed, a better matchup uh, for this Wisconsin team that has struggled a little bit of late. And they could use some of this momentum from getting a good seed. This is also an opportunity for Johnny Davis 
had that bounce back moment. He's always been really good this season with the, the brightest lights, the biggest moments. I think you're going to see him really explode in March. He's going to start getting more calls from the officials. And this is definitely an opportunity for him to really show out coming up for the NBA lottery, where he's almost certainly going to leave early to, to go join the league. So great, great seating, exciting times. We're going to get onto it all of it and more on Locked on Badgers. Ryan mentioned the 14 seed Colgate's shooting already, and now becoming a tournament regular off the back of that, it will try and shoot itself to a huge NCAA tournament upset win. Isaac Shade with more on just how Colgate can knock off Wisconsin. Hey there, it's Isaac Shade from the Locked On Podcast Network. Patriot League champion Colgate is in the dance for the third time in the last four tournaments. These guys know how to win. Awaiting them in the Midwest bracket are the third-seeded Wisconsin Badgers. Colgate, the 14th seed, is second in the nation in three-point percentage behind only San Diego State. And so, if they're going to upset the Badgers, they're going to need that shot to fall at a high clip. Any mid-major that's made it out of their conference tournament three out of the last four chances knows how to win, and you better believe that the Raiders do. They have just one loss since January 4th, and oh, by the way, dropped 100 points on that vaunted Syracuse 2-3 zone earlier this season. So yeah, if shots are falling for Jack Ferguson and company, it could be a long day for the Wisconsin Badgers. The USC Trojans are the seven seed against Miami and the Hurricanes, but face a disadvantage in the travel. Going to have to go all the way from California to the East Coast. An advantage for Miami and a not-so-hot offense is going to have to figure out how to overcome that and everything else that it's been struggling with to try and get this win. Spencer McLaughlin of Locked On Pack 12 tells us more. Spencer McLaughlin here for Locked On Pac-12, previewing the matchup with USC, the seventh seed in the Midwest region, the tenth seed of the Hurricanes of Miami. This is a really tough draw, really, really tough draw for USC for a couple of reasons. Number one, they have to go all the way to the East Coast, to South Carolina, to play their game, whereas Miami is just going to have to take a quick puddle jump flight up the East Coast. So that's advantage Miami, number one. Number two, five straight games, USC has scored under 75 points. Miami's got Four guys that average double figures. The offense will have to be going if they're going to get this win. It is going to have to be Drew Peterson and Isaiah Mobley stepping up for USC in a big, big way. Peterson in particular will have to have it working from distance, or the Trojans might be one and done in the NCAA tournament. Miami is the 10 seed, but of course, whenever Jim Laranaga's team is in the tournament, it is a threat. He knows what he's doing here in March. And a hot start could be a key to them getting the win here against USC, as our Locked On ACC host, Candace Cooper, tells us. What's up, everybody? Candace Cooper, Locked On ACC here. And Miami is in. They will be dancing in March. More importantly, they'll be facing a very good USC Trojans team. Listen, the Hurricanes are going to have to start out fast. They cannot try and come from behind and win. We know they're good for that. Coach Laranaker, he is a leader of these Hurricanes in terms of how well he's able to get matchups down. But we're going to need big games out of Isaiah Wong and Cam Magussie. More importantly, we're going to need Wardenburg to figure out how to be a big and badass man. Okay, so Miami definitely has a shot, but it's going to be a very good matchup early out of the Midwest region. Miami, welcome to March. 
The two seed in the Midwest region is Auburn, and it's a 2-15 matchup that's close to home for the Tigers. So our Locked On Auburn host, Zach Blackerby, is pretty sure you can just not overthink this one too much in a matchup coming up against Jacksonville State. I'm Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn. The Tigers locking up a two seed, earning them a date in the first round with 15 seed Jacksonville State. The nature of any 15-2 matchup is the two seed should just go in, take care of business, and it shouldn't be a close game. It's the same here. Auburn has not looked like itself last month of the season offensively away from Auburn Arena. Can they get it right? It's only a three-hour drive up to Greenville where they'll be playing Jacksonville State. And I think the key is just taking care of the basketball and then rely on your defense to really just frustrate Jacksonville State. This should be an easy one. We'll be breaking down this matchup all week over on Locked on Auburn. The 15-seed Jacksonville State may be the most controversial team in the tournament by no doing of their own. They got into the tournament by way of an NCAA ruling out of the A-Sun with more on now what they can do to try and take advantage of their good fortune. Andy Patton has more. Andy Patton here with the Locked On Zags podcast. Perhaps the most controversial selection for the NCAA tournament happened well before Selection Sunday when it was ruled that Jacksonville State, who lost Jacksonville in the Atlantic Sun semifinals, would be going to the big dance because the conference tournament winner, Bellarmine, is ineligible per NCAA rules. Jacksonville State won the regular season title, so they got to advance despite losing in the semifinals, and now they'll get a chance to prove the doubters wrong by taking on Bruce Pearl's Auburn Tigers. Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler are absolute monsters down low, and while Auburn's guard play has been a little bit suspect lately, this is going to be a very, very tough road for the Gamecocks to advance into the second round. Thank you for joining us here on Odyssey and Locked On's Ultimate College Basketball Tournament Preview 2022. Stay tuned for our next episode following the round of 32. Hosts Tyler Aki, Candace Cooper, and Andy Patton will lead you through a recap of the rounds of 64 and 32 and look ahead to the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. We'll also have all your betting and bracket needs with BetQLU hosts RJ Choppy and Jeffrey Wright. All that and more as we continue on with the Ultimate College Basketball Tournament Preview 2022. I'm Nate Dickinson. We'll talk to you again soon. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.